words from the hills, reconfigure your life, change your heart, and prepare you for all that God has destined you to be. Welcome to the Hills Church. Isaiah 64, from verse 1. Oh, that you would rend the heavens, that you will come down, that the mountains might shake at your presence. As fire burns brushwood, as fire causes water to boil, to make known to your adversaries that nations may tremble at your presence. When you did awesome things for which we did not look, you came down, the mountains shook at your presence. For since the beginning of the world, men have not heard nor perceived by the ear, nor has the eye seen any God besides you who asks for the one who waits on him. Verse 9. You meet him who rejoices and does righteousness, who remembers you in your ways. You are indeed angry, for we have sinned. In these ways we continue, and we need to be saved. But we are all like an unclean thing, and all our righteousnesses are like filthy rags. We all fade as a leaf, and our iniquities like the wind have taken us away. But there is no one who calls on your name, who stirs himself up to take hold of you, for you have hidden your face from us and has consumed us because of our iniquities. But now, O oh Lord, you are our Father. We are the clay, and you our potter, and we all are the work of your hands. Do not be furious, O Lord, nor remember iniquity forever. Indeed, please look, we all are your people. Amen. We have a title for our thanksgiving this morning, The Move of God. Said The Move of God. When we sit in our nation, sometimes what becomes so stark is the absence of God move is people trying to appear as if they are movers on behalf of God but that is just not enough it's just little drops of the supernatural that we see we don't see a move of God all the move of God we refer to goes way back we talk about the Welsh revival where in Wales the whole of the island was taken over where everybody was crying on the streets for their sins. We talk about the Azusa Street Revival led by a black man in the time when black men were even still slaves in America called William Seymour. And William Seymour actually had revival meetings that went on for weeks People kicked him out of church because of how radical he was. And eventually, somebody welcomed him to a prayer meeting in his house. And the prayer meeting did not stop. So after a while, it became like a 24-hour prayer meeting. People were coming and going. And after a while, it was no more about William Seymour. That's when you know this is really a move of God. He didn't have to be there. It was just an atmosphere that filled the whole city. 
You understand? And when people came to church, nobody needed to ask anyone to raise up their hands. No one sat with a pout on their face. No one sat with a burden in their heart. All the burdens discharged in the presence of the Lord. All the yokes broken in the presence of God. All the pressures lifted by the power of God. In the streets, people cried because God was moving. I told once of the revival in the Isle of the Hebrides in Scotland when two women prayed. Those two women, one was blind, one was lame. And the two of them just prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed for months and months and months. Every day they will pray for four, five hours, six, seven hours. They will be praying every day. And what were they praying for? The move of God. God move in our generation. God move in our time. God speak again a word. God touch us one more time. Let this Christianity not just be something we hear about from other people. Let there be a real move of God. Let's not just be people who carry the pass off of Christianity where somebody told you what God is like but you yourself never encountered him. And the desire, the desire, these two ladies in the Isle of the Hebrides desire a move of God they cried out for God to move and God told them that there's a man called Douglas Duncan Duncan was going to be the one who is going to bring about the revival so they went to the Presbyterian pastor in the city because that's all you know. What you see as the structure is what you know of what a revival will look like. I'm sure many of us go to church on Sunday because that's all we know of God. Like if we went to church on Sunday, we will meet God in his house. And these two ladies went to the, to the pastor of the Presbyterian church and said to him, invite Duncan to come and he will stir up a revival. We have a word from God that revival is coming. We have a word from God that what? God is going to raise up the city again. And then the pastor invited Duncan. Duncan said to him like, oh, honestly, every year, he was an itinerant pastor. He said every year somebody pays for a tent meeting for him. A big businessman pays for him to rent a tent once and that date that they were looking at fell right into his tent meeting so he said honestly I cannot come so the ladies went back and prayed and said to the pastor that's his own word what God said to us must surely come to pass why because revival will come to these islands of the Hebrides and these two women, one blind, one lame, they had no job and they turned themselves into the engine room of the holy power of God. And these women continued to pray. Up till today, we don't even know their names. In the storybooks, their names are not even written. They just call the blind and the lame. Amazing. And these two women continued to pray and continued to tarry. And guess what? The rich businessman who used to pay for the tent meeting for Pastor Duncan pulled the plug. Said he didn't have money that year. And Pastor Duncan calls back the Presbyterian pastor and says, Oh, all of a sudden I'm available. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> and Pastor Duncan travels to the island of the Hebrides and enters this Presbyterian church. 
and preaches a five-day crusade was what he tried. So he preached the whole five days. Every day, 100 people, 120, 200 people will come into the hall and he will preach to them for five days. On the fifth day, nothing had happened and he packed his bags and everything. He had finished preaching. The revival meeting was over. The revival meeting was over and God had not yet moved. Nothing had happened. A few souls gave their lives to Christ. But those ladies were praying. What were they praying? Revival. We want more. We want more. We want more. Are there some hungry people here this morning who are tired of small scattered showers in the church of Christ? We are tired of a few men standing up and saying, God, God this, God that. Who want more? Say, I want more. Say it again. I want more. Say, I desire. I am hungry for more of the life of God. For more oil. For more grace. For a flow of the Spirit of God. For sinners to realize their sin and to cry for salvation before God. On the last day, as the man was making his way out, a young man met him. He grabbed him by the shirt. I said, sir, you can't go. You can't go. He said, well, I finished the revival. Nothing has happened. And the young man says, no, sir, you can't go. It's 9 p.m. Everybody has gone home. And the young man began to wail. He says, Lord God, you promised that this was the day. Lord God, you said that this was the hour. Lord God, you said this was the man. Lord God. And the man began to wail and cry. And Pastor Duncan was like, dude, release me. <laughs> release me. But the young man would not let go. You know what? how long the young man had him down? One and a half hours. Wailing. God, how desperate are you for the move of God? How hungry are you? Sometimes our appetites are too little. When I come to church, sometimes like Pastor Roundup, I want to go home is what I keep hearing. I want God. I want God. I'm desperate for the real move of God. For the real release of the true God. For us to encounter the power of the almighty God. The one who made the heavens and the earth. For him to come down, how ready are we for that God? Not religion, not another song. How ready are we to have God? And that young man willed, say, God, it's time. Heavenly Father, it's time. It's time. Can we pray that kind of prayer this morning? Is there someone here whose heart desires and say, God, it's time. It's time for you to move. It's time because the wicked continue to wax wicked. It's time because the evil men continue to walk 
works of iniquity. It's time because we ourselves have no power to walk in righteousness. It's time for you, oh God, to move your awesome work. It's time for you, oh God, to do your awesome deeds that passes all the words of men. It's time for you to reach out beyond what we can orchestrate and arrange. It's time for you, oh God, to build beyond the words of men. It's time for you, oh God, to reach beyond what church can do. It's time, oh God, it's time, oh God, it's time, oh God, for the holy fire of God to fall. It's time, oh God, for the difference to be made between those who fear you and those who don't. It's time, oh God, for the land to find salvation. It's time, oh God, for the movement of God to begin. It's time, oh God, for churches to empty out into the world and for the world to feel the fire of the Holy Ghost. It's time, oh God, for the lands and the cities to be full of the glory of God. It's time, oh God, for the knowledge of the glory of God to cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. It's time! It's time, Lord! It's time! It's time. It is time, time, O God, for you to burn, O God, on the hearts of your children, O God. It's time, O God, for holy hunger to be birthed in your children. It's time, O God, for Christians to be Christians indeed. It's time, O God, for us to jettison the cup of sin and to walk away from unrighteousness. It's time, O God, for your fire to burn in our hearts indeed that we will be carriers of something awesome not just dead religion not just what men can see not just what men know not just the familiar it's time we've got to step beyond the threshold of the ordinary and activate divine life this is that time Lord don't look past us don't look past our generation. We don't have any more time, oh God. Our lives are wasting away. Our human bodies are passing out, oh God. We're growing old, oh God. In this ordinary life, we're growing old, oh God. In this deadness of life, oh God. And we desire more than this level of Christianity. We want more than what we have today. We want more than just a few songs that glorify you. We want the real God, the living God. We're hungry for the living God. We're hungry. Our flesh and our souls cry out for God, the true God. Save us from dead religion, oh God. Save us from empty words of men. Save us from manipulations of men, oh God. And save us from dryness, oh God. And our hearts will burn for you. You and the truth of your kingdom will light up your holy tribe, oh God. For we are your people, the work of your hands. We are your people. We are, we are those who fear you. We want you, oh God. We want you more than anything. More than our roads, more than the things we built, more than our names, more than our families. We want you, oh God. We need you, oh God. Our heart cries out. Our spirit cries out for you, the living God. We hunger for you, the living God. We hunger for you. The living God. The living God. The living God. We want you, the living God. 
young man held on to the apron clothes of Duncan and said to him, Sir, you cannot go. This is the hour. And he continued to wail and pray and intercede. He continued to wail and pray and intercede. Guess what happened? It was like 11 o'clock. The two doors to that Presbyterian church opened at 11 p.m. at night, two hours after the meeting was over. The door into that temple opened. The Presbyterian church opened. The two doors opened. And two usher ladies rushed in and said to him, Will you come out, sir? Everybody is crying outside. Everybody is wailing outside. And he went outside. There are like 1,000 people in the night at 11 p.m. Outside in the Isle of Habitis. People say to cry. It was a small island, a small Scottish island. I went to a place in Stelling, in a rest house in Stelling, saw the pictures of this island. And that they made a mark in me about how God is going to move again. 1,000 people came out that night. 1,500 I heard came out that night. That's more than all the days of the meeting put together. 1,500 people were, began to cry, asking, how can we give our lives to Christ? They were crying, how can we give our lives to Christ? They were pressing. It wasn't the pastor begging. It wasn't the people saying, oh, Pastor, I'm coming to you. I'm doing it. No, they were crying. How can we meet the Lord? How can we find the Lord? There is another place of Christianity where the church cries, where the world cries. How can we meet your God? There's a place beyond us begging people to give their lives to Christ. There's a place beyond the altar call. There's another place where the rupturing of the atmosphere by the Spirit of God releases people into wanting a measure of God. It was in that place, it was in that place that the aisles entered. And how did they get there? By the prayer of two women. One was blind, the other was lame. And then, Pastor Duncan's five days was gone. But what do you think happened in that hall? They did an all-night prayer meeting. He invited everybody in. The church was full. People were hanging on the wings. And the Holy Spirit lit up the hall that night. They all, Presbyterian Church, they were praying in the Spirit. The atmosphere was charged. The glory of God, the Holy Spirit fell on the on the whole city and since that time the next thing all the taverns all the beer parlors that's the ones that get hit do you understand all the men after work have a culture not just in lekki of asun and pepper soup and beer it's a global culture think about the english pubs after work everybody goes for drinks think about the germans or the Irish. Irish hard liquor was killing the Irish when somebody trusts God for a recipe to reduce the amount of liquor in their blood. And that man was a Christian man called Guinness. 
Oh, you didn't know that. The Guinness was a lesser, lesser beer he founded by the Spirit of God to reduce the, to reduce the death of Irish men dying from Scotch whiskey. That after work, people spend their lives in that which destroys homes. Men spend all their time pouring their resources into the distilleries. Is that true today or not? Nigeria is the drink capital of Africa. We drink more than anyone else. After work, this is what takes all men. Men that can hold your attention in spiritual things. Men that can't pray. Men that have no voice in the spirit, but they have voice for beer. In the beer palace, you hear them raising big arguments. Arguments that they will soon forget because they will be taken by the stupor of alcohol. And hanging with ladies of cheap virtue. Sorry, that's not my message today. In the Isle of the Habitis, the taverns were closed. All of them were closed. People will go on the streets. The fear of God will hit them. They will kneel on the streets and be crying. You come on the streets and see people crying. Lord, have mercy on me. Lord, have mercy on me. In the move of God, everywhere is a church. The streets are a church. The fear of God doesn't just hit the four walls of a church in the true move of God. I know we like songs like We are here for you Come and do what you do Set our hearts on you We need a move And then after a while they end the song like this is a move no, this is raindrops. We're waiting for the shower. When the showers come, we'll all be drenched. Are you hungry? I came this morning to ask you if you're hungry or if you're okay with this cheap Christianity you have. I'm sorry, but I'm not going to be nice. We say we love God, but can I tell you something? We're actually lying because there's nobody who loves someone and doesn't say it. And doesn't make the effort. Here's how you're going to know the person who really, really loves you. They are ready to do almost anything for you. Love is actually down to sacrifice. Do you love God? In the order of priority in your life, where is God? When you wake up every day, where is God? One to ten. Where is the Holy Spirit? What are the things of God in your life? What's the category of God? If you truly love God, where does He stand? You spend 10 hours on your job. How many hours do you stand, stand doing anything that has to do with God? So we say we love God, but actually the truth, we love ourselves. And many times our love for God is actually the love to preserve ourselves. We know that if we don't serve this God, maybe it's going to turn the situation around our life and our life will become very bitter. So we know enough of him to just avoid his trouble 
by loving him. I'm a Christian. I go to church. I just, do you understand? We know enough of God to know that if we don't pray, our life will be messed up. So we pray not because we really want God. We pray because it cleans us up. So guess what we are many times? Selfish Christians who do Christianity for our own benefit, not for God. The people who truly love God will love God for Him and love what God wants and love what God wants to do and love what God wants to bring about. Say amen. So Isaiah saw this in the scripture and began to declare a season in, in Isaiah 64 verse 1. He says, Lord, Burst the heavens and come down. Don't just stay in the heavens. Don't just stay in the invisible. Just don't stay where our eyes can't see you. Rent the heavens and come down. That's a good prayer to pray. Lord, I want to encounter you. How the mountains will quake in your presence. Verse 2 says, as the fire causes wood to burn and water to boil, your coming will make the nations tremble. Say tremble. Then your enemies will learn the reason for your fame. When you came down long ago, you did awesome deeds beyond our wildest expectations. And how the mountains quaked. For since the beginning of the world, who has ever heard, who has ever seen a God like you? <laughs> oh man, give your children a revelation of the awesomeness of a God that has never been seen, never been heard, never been understood. There is a dimension of God that we haven't seen. God hides himself. And to Moses, God gave one day, come, come, let me show you my goodness. And the Bible says God hid Moses behind the rock. And God just lifted up his hands as he saw the going forth of God. Moses fell in the awe of this God, like to see God. Do you know we don't see God? Do you know people of the earth don't see God? Do you know we don't see him? That's why people can manipulate God for us. Because we don't see him. We don't know him. We don't understand him. If you see God, he is awesome. He is majestic. He fills every space. He fills your world. He fills your imagination. If you see God, you will realize that the vision of God is way more awesome than anything you've ever encountered. See God, see God. I see the King of glory riding on the clouds with fire. The whole earth shakes. The whole earth shakes. I see His love and mercy washing over all our sins. The people sing, the people 
God, the power of His majesty will fill the earth. His glory will fill the heavens. There will be an awesomeness of the presence of God. Say Amen. His reputation is beyond, is beyond everything that you can see. Do you know when we see God, verse 5 begins to say, we are sinners. We are not godly, constant sinners. How can people like us be saved? We are all infected, verse 6, impure with sin. When we display our righteous deed, they are like filthy garments, like autumn leaves. We wither and fall, and our sins sweep us away like the wind. How many of you have ever seen autumn leaves? Autumn, yeah, autumn leaves. Like, you know, at the end of summer when all the leaves are green the next season is autumn separates summer and winter autumn leaves the leaves all go brown and when the leaves go brown what happens that the wind blows them all away do you guys understand autumn leaves are what blown away that's how we fade like the autumn leaves and our iniquities like the wind. There's a lightness of those who don't follow God. When you're not in the center of God's will, you become light. When you're not anchored in God, you are light like the wind. You just anything carries you. Have you seen people who are very light on every argument? Any arguments that comes on TV, you see them enter it with so much passion light so it's like what were you thinking before this argument came you had no agenda have you seen many people in nigeria like that they're looking for the next big thing to talk about what are the big things to talk about big brother after big brother what's next now football okay has a substance. At least some people are making entertainment, money, running around, exercise, getting better. What else? Always looking for a high. Do you know we're always looking for a high? That's what lightness means. Lightness means that you are empty. You're always looking for something. When God comes, what God brings, He says, Your light affliction walks an eternal weight. Those who know God are dense on the ground. They have weight. They have weight. Say, I have weight. Say, I have the knowledge of God. Carry power, you carry impact, you carry the ability to transform. And how does that happen? Verse 8 begins to give us the key. You are our father, you are the potter, we are 
the clay. Say amen. amen. We are framed by your hand. You are our designer. Those who have revelation of God will know how God made them. Understanding that God crafted you. That God designed you. That God built you. That revelation is the first place of the acknowledgement of God. Do you know that the world will continue to go through dry times? Do you understand? The world will continue to go through dry times until, until they acknowledge the presence of God. The world will continue to go through lightness until it acknowledges the presence of God. Finally, Acts chapter 3 verse 19 says, change the way you think that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord and he will send Jesus whom before was preached unto you whom the heavens must hold back until the time of the restoration of all things which God has spoken through the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began change the way you think and times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord change the way you think repent and be converted that your sins may be blotted out and times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord times of refreshing say times of refreshing that's revival. That's revival. Everything this season is pointing to what? Revive. God move again. I hope that you can be hungry. Like these two women of the island of Hebrides. I hope that you can be desirous of a move of God. Do you know? We rejoice in anticipation that God is coming. Our thanksgiving is an anticipation, not just that we are thankful. No, we are thankful in advance for what God is going to do. We are rejoicing in advance, not only for what God has done, but because God is with us on the journey. That is why we are giving thanks. Say amen. This morning as we round up, I want you to ask yourself, Am I hungry? Have I lost my appetite? Do you want God? Or do you just want his things? His honor, his glory, his excellence, his power, his star qualities. Do you want God or do you want his things? Hallelujah. This last week, I went through a lot of difficulty, personally. A lot of difficulty. I didn't know where to turn. And God started to say to me, pray for the church. I said, is that why I'm going through difficulty? He said, yes. A lot of people are going through difficulty. 
a lot of people are going through financial problems. So God threw me into the into the in deep and said to me, pray your way out and don't pray only yourself out. Pray all the people out. Do you know the move of God is not just only for spiritual things? When God moves, everything moves. Do you guys understand this? The move of God is only not just for spiritual things. When God moves, everything moves. The Bible says, in his presence is what? Fullness of joy. At his right hand are treasures forever. Everything moves. What you need is in God. God is your pasture. God is your pasture. Say amen. God is the pasture of your life. And when he begins to crack the wall, so God sent me a miracle to crack the wall. You understand? It's not all fixed yet. You understand? When you have so many problems, you don't know where you're going to be. You literally have to just walk out of town and run away from town. That's the kind of problems I had this week. <laughs> to run away from all of you, call Pastor Fred and say, Pastor Fred, please, here's your church. Carry go. <laughs> Pastor Fred is like, no, I'm going to do a master's, please. <laughs> do you understand? Are you going to run away from your life? Are you going to stand and fight? Do you guys get this? That's what it's down to. The move of God is what will break through that obstacle in your life. Say amen. So when we think about the move of God, you know all we think about is just repentance and crying. After that then, what happens? Do you know we still have cities to build? We still have children to feed? We still have schools to build? We still have institutions to restore? The move of God is total. Some of the best inventions happened at the same time with the move of God. I don't have time to tell you about the Gutenberg press and how it was a time of the Martin Luther's reformation which was the biggest move of God in the 1400s that the printing press the Gutenberg press was was found and the first book ever printed in the world on the printing press is what? A Bible I'm sure some of you did not know that every time God moves technology advances. Some of us are trying to advance in technology, not knowing that God is the fountain of wisdom. We're trying to tell God how to do things, how to bring beautiful ideas. We don't know. Any wisdom that you see happening in the world was released from the heavens. The move of God releases power on the earth. How many are hungry here? How many are desirous of God working today? I know this is not your average Thanksgiving service message. Who preaches about the move of God as a Thanksgiving? Do you understand? But the truth is, that's what you need. It's in anticipation of the move of God that you give thanks. Until God moves, we're all just struggling. We're all just beating ourselves. Nothing, 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 they happen. So speak to someone as we round up. Say, my sister... I just want to encourage you to expect the move of God 
anticipate desire hunger for the move of God for when God comes you will be strong you will be raised up by the hand of the Almighty his glory will cover you his power will be present around you Amen Amen shake them a little bit shake them shake them the move of God the move of God the move of God we need God to move you need God to move the best you exist in the move in the move of God let God move let God arise and his enemies be scattered let God arise and his enemies be scattered oh God arise and your enemies be scattered let God my God arise oh my God arise Oh God, arise and his enemies be scattered. Let God arise and his enemies be scattered. Oh God, my God, arise. Lift up your hands. Father, hear the hands of your children. See their hands, oh God move in their world move in their lives move in their situations in the name of jesus father unlock the dryness that fills hearts oh god unlock the dryness oh god release the captives oh god release the prisoners today set them free by the power of your name in jesus name that people will discover you again that families will discover you again that marriages will see you again that homes will feel you again release power release joy release an outpouring release repentance oh god that people will no more abide in the broken of their failure for when you move oh God men and women will see you and Lord God these hands are lifted to you oh God for you to move in each life in the name of Jesus Christ break every yoke break the rod of the oppressor break every containment remove every limitation in the name of Jesus Christ release your sons and daughters unto power release the women here unto glory release the sons here unto sonship move oh God with your mighty power render heavens and come down oh God move oh God that men will see that you are the potter and we are the clay we are the work of your hands we all are your people we are the people of God move today release life release strength release capacity in the name of Jesus Christ that men and women will witness you again that sons and daughters will encounter you again many people have lived in their life never tasted you but Lord God men will taste of the living God women will taste of the great King sons and daughters will taste of you that's our heart cry today we declare your glory we declare your power 
we celebrate you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen and amen and amen and amen and amen. Hallelujah. Thanks for listening to this message from the Hills Church. Our mission is to love people, connect with family, and touch the world. Learn more on our website at www.ecclesiahills.org or email us at hello at ecclesiahills.org. 